0: Live, we are back New York Sports Exchange episode number 37. And once again, for the second time in over a month, it's just me. (laughs) Again, it's just me. Some conflicts of interest. But I do have to say that before we get started, I just want to thank you guys. Last week was our last episode in person for a while, where everyone's in person for a while. Terrence is Going to North Carolina for school. Not the not the University of North Carolina, but it's in North Carolina. He'll be going for school. He leaves on Saturday. So just want to thank you guys. Doing the episodes in person is so much fun. We bear with it with online, but it is so much better doing it in person. You get a raw feel of it. It's just awesome. A lot of people to thank. Our guests that met us in person. want to thank uh, the Zaretskis. That was a fun episode. want to thank. Wally Klein for his UFC stuff. If you want to thank Matt Mugno. That was a fun t- that was a fun episode in person. We hope for many more guests in person too. But uh yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was a fun time doing it in doing in person for a good I want to say from May to May to now, May to a good three, four, four, three and a half, four months of in-person content. And now we find we're gonna we're hitting the dog days. Football is gonna be back. Don't worry about it. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be our – I think we're going to be in person. Everyone is going to be in person by, I want to say, December. So bear with us as we bear with you. Should be a a fun couple of months. But I just want to get it started. The Yankees have not been good. I know they won last night, but they have not been good. I would definitely get to the Yankees. But a team that has definitely been good is the New York Mets because, my God, they are a force to be reckoned with taking four out of five from the Braves this past weekend. Then the Rangers just made a big splash. They just named Jacob Truba the captain. Very interesting to say the least. I will give my take on that. And the Giants training camp, there was a fight that broke out. Apparently Saquon is making some plays out there. And Daniel Jones, eh, not so much. And nothing really coming out of Jet Camp. Oh, Makai Becton. Makai Becton's out for the year. Likely out for the year. Sorry, Jeff fans. So I will definitely give my take on that. So let's get it started. The New York Yankees. The Yankees, oof, Not a fun weekend if you're a Yankee fan. Well, first off, it started back at Seattle. Oh, and the trade deadline happened. So the Yankees shocked the world. Uh, shocked me, usually. They trade they trade Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals for Harrison Bader. Now you get a month and a half at Domingo Herman. Severino's not back till mid-September. So and Harrison Bader is hurt with a foot injury. So where are we getting that here with that? I don't know. But uh we'll see what happens. So they drop they drop the first, they win the first game pretty handedly. And then the second game of the series, it started to it started to go a bit south from there. Uh, yes, we recorded um, but we, we last recorded on two, yeah, on, on Monday. We recorded on Monday episode release on Tuesday. So they lose Tuesday, eight to six. Very frustrating game to start. I mean, when you go down you go down three, when you go down four-nothing to start the game, I mean it's kind of hard to come back, but Donaldson had two. Had uh, had two RBIs with a home run and a double. Uh, they dropped that game 8-6. And then Garrett Cole, oof. Garrett Cole had a rough game on Wednesday, which I was there for. And it was not fun. Gives up six runs in the first inning and give, gives up home runs to Jared Kelnick. Jared Kelnick. What the fuck? Guy sitting 130. Guy's hitting worse than Gallup. What are we doing? Unbelievable. They 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 dropped the game seven to three. I mean, and this is where just the the, the terrible weekend continues because they have three in St. Louis. It's, oh, and Luis Castillo like ended up going off against the Yankees, so that's always fun. The Yankees could have gotten him, but they didn't. We fast forward to Friday. They were off on Thursday, and I must say I am a little bit worried about Clay Holmes because. That's just not, it's not what, as Joe Girardi once said, it's not what you want. It's not what you want with Clay Holmes. Uh, He gave up, uh, he gave up the winning run in the bottom of the eighth inning to Paul DeYoung. It just wasn't, I I just, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I, I really don't know how to describe or say it. I mean, Clay Holmes is really like came down from Earth. One full inning, two hits, two earned runs, Two strikeouts and a walk, but at what call – I just – I don't know what to say. I, I really The offense just wasn't clicking. There's just something – I don't know. There was just something about it. The offense just wasn't clicking. Whatever. Move – fast forward to Saturday, the Jordan Montgomery revenge game. Jordan Montgomery gives up two hits in five shutout innings, which I, as a Yankee fan, I saw it coming. I think everybody else saw it coming. Domingo Herman, I mean – Let's just face it, Domingo Herman's not a good pitcher. And it's not that it's not because he it, it's not because of his numbers, it's because of he doesn't really have like a pitch. You know what I mean? Like Cole can throw a hundred. Nestor can throw off speed at any moment. Tayan can get you with that high fastball. Domingo Herman really doesn't have like a put away pitch. Like I can, I can think about it right now. That first at bat with Nolan Arenado kind of told the story, because Goldschmidt was on second base with two outs, and Arenado fouled off like eight pitches in, a, like six pitches in a row, and he couldn't put him away. And then he ended up giving up a double. So there's, I I, I don't understand the Domingo Herman deal. I, I I just I I don't like how, I don't like how we we've gotten to it, and I just I'm I'm just not a fan. I'm, I don't I don't like it. I, I just don't like it. Uh, yeah, it was just a – they ended up losing the game one nothing. They only get two hits, and I think they were both from – oh, no. One was from Judge and one was from Higashioka, but it just it just wasn't pretty to – it was not a pretty sight to watch. And then the Yankees on Sunday, Frankie Montes made his debut, and uh, it was not good. The Yankees go up one nothing early, and then they score three in the second inning, and now you think, up oh, 4-1, Frankie's got a cushion – And he gave up five runs in the bottom half of the second inning. It was just an offensive battle. The game took forever. I mean, the game, like, really took forever. And it was just a battle. But that home run by DeYoung, that Scott F. Ross gave up was killer. Uh, There's just – it it was bad it was it was just bad it wasn't what you want from the yankees i mean they're one of the best teams in baseball thankfully the astros haven't caught up to them yet because the astros have been on a little bit of a skid themselves but now the yankees going into seattle are nine and a half back nine and a half up excuse me and they go to seattle they win in seattle pretty handedly nine to four which is good tyone pitched really well seven innings Three runs, three hits, six strikeouts, and three walks. Josh Donaldson, four for five, which is very nice to see. But in the meantime, though, Matt Carpenter goes down with a fractured foot. So at that point, don't really – that's – again, it sucks because he's one of the only hitters that's really been producing for the Yankees. And – Now you don't really have like a DH to fill in. I mean, you can throw Judge in there. They called up Andujar as a corresponding move to put Carpenter on the IL. But I mean, there's really just it sucks, man. He was doing so good. He was one of our best, one of our best, one of if not actually Judge is our best hitter, but one of the best hitters on this team. Where like every every few or so at bats, you thought to yourself, this guy was getting on base. And it, it just sucks, man. It, it, it couldn't have happened to a better guy, too, because it was such a, g- a great story, him coming back. And and now, although although it do, the future does not look bleak for Matt Carpenter, he did said, say that this isn't the end. So maybe we might of him this year. So we may see him back in October. We may see him back late in September. So he is seeing a foot specialist. We'll see what the doctor has to say. But it just sucks, man, because he was – he was uh, he was one of our he was one of our best hitters in the lineup. But Andrew Benintendi ended up ha- ha- having a really good game, going two for four, he had three RBIs. Carlos um, Chapman looked really good last night for the Yankees. I mean, it, it looked, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because you never know what Chapman he can explode at any moment. But a clean it. Uh, only gave up one hit, struck out one. I mean, he looked confident out there. And Clay Holmes did. They they did give him, like, a little bit of a let's see how it goes. Outing, one inning, two hits, one run, and one strikeout. So, I mean, the run's a little bit of an issue, but we're just lucky it was a 7. It was a 9. It was a 9-3 game. And Yankees yeah, squeaked out a win. So tonight, Garrett Cole. Looks to get his revenge in the Mariners. Hopefully he will not give up six runs in the first inning. And they will face off against Luis Castillo. Castillo, after uh, Castillo on Wednesday, pitched six and two-thirds, five hits, three earned runs, eight strikeouts, and three walks. He just, just toyed with the Yankees all night, and this is going to be the third time he's faced him this year. So maybe the Yankees can get used to are used to his pitches and see how it goes. Uh, like I said, Cole's got to bounce back. I mean, we've seen Garrett Cole time and time again. I mean, I think of the Astro. I think of the Astro game last year where he pitched a complete game shutout, and I think of the Angels game where he struck out sixteen. So maybe this could be this these type of performance. This type of performance that Garrett Cole can have, but you know, we just gotta hope. We gotta hope. Uh, the Mets. The Mets got a. The Mets are good. I'm just gonna say it, and I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. But my God is, um, it's fun to watch the Mets, man. Ah, it kills me, but it's just so fun to watch them. I mean, and I will say, like, I do feel for Mets fans because time and time again they, they just, they don't, they they don't like come up in the big moment, and now here they are with a chance to have a bye going into the playoffs, which is huge. They got one of if not the best one two punch in baseball in baseball right now of degrom and scherzer. DeGrom is back by the way. So we forgot to mention that. But Tuesday, DeGrom did DeGrom did well. He was on a pitch count. I mean, it wasn't like the end of the he was on a pitch count. So they had to go to their bullpen early. Five innings, three hits, one run, six strikeouts, no walks. But they ended up losing the game Five to one not the end of the world they come back on Wednesday and win Daniel Vogelbach hit a grand slam Daniel Vogelbachs fun to watch too. but also the Mets also did make a trade for San Francisco's Darren Ruff so he's gonna be platooning out bats with Vogelbach so if there's a lefty on the mound Ruff's gonna go in there at DH if there's a righty on the mound they're gonna throw in Vogelbach. but I the big weekend series for the Mets was a five game series against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they had a doubleheader on Saturday. The first game they won pretty handy. They won 6-4. I mean, they brought in Edwin Diaz for for a six out save in the ninth inning and Edwin Diaz. I'm just going to say it, since the regression of Clay Holmes, Edwin Diaz is the best closer in baseball. There's no doubt in my mind. I have seen and that's just a prime example of the boos that have gone on like I saw with John Carlos Stanton. John Carlos Stanton, his first game got booed at Yankee Stadium, got booed. And then next game, came back, hit a home run, and fans have loved him ever since. Edwin Diaz has been nothing but terrible for these last two, three years. Fucking Ed Luz Diaz, people were calling him. And now here he comes. He's one of the best closers in baseball. You hear those trumpets, it's game over. You're, you're, you're hearing those trumpets, and it's over. I mean, I've, I've never seen such dominance. I mean, two innings, one hit, three strikeouts. Against against the lineup, uh, on do up the that eighth inning. Buck walter knew he was like, I got to make a push here because I don't think that. I think that those two, three, four. It was Swanson, Olson, Riley, and just toyed with them, and then got Rosario, Darno, and Osuna out. Although he did give up a hit, but Carrasco pitched really well despite the three runs. But I, I just. I Couldn't believe it, and Tyler Naquin, another deadline acquisition that they got hit a home run. So all the debt, like, it, it, it's it's a fun time to be in Queens. As much as it pains me to say it, but I mean, it's a fun. It's it must be a fun time to be a Mets fan. Friday they dropped the game nine six. They almost came back and won. They were down eight eight nothing to start. Taiwan Walker did not have his stuff. One inning, seven hits, eight runs, no strikeouts, no walks. But then they did kind of come back a bit. Darren Ruff came in and in the bottom of the fifth, had a spark plug double, but had a spark. Yeah, he had a double. Jeff McNeil had a late home run, but Mets fall, fall short. Saturday doubleheader was huge. So the first game, they David Peterson takes the mound. Five and a third, three hits, five strikeouts. Mets win the game, 8-5. Edwin Diaz gets a save. Two-thirds of an inning, one strikeout. Some notables. Uh Lindor with two RB with a two RBI with a big two RBI double in the sixth, and Alonso and Vogelbach, those two in the order are dangerous. That is scary. That is a scary man <laughs> to face. Oh, Lindor had three RBIs. Excuse me, but Braves almost came back in the ninth inning. That's why they had to bring in Diaz. He closed it down. The second game, Mad Max on the mound. I mean, what what else is there? What else is there to say? I mean, seven innings, four hits, no runs, 11 strikeouts, Alonzo with Alonzo, <laughs> Alonzo had an RBI, Darren Ruff had an RBI, Mark Canna, Tyler Naquin came in and pitch hit and got a, got a big hit, I just, it just goes to show that the, these men are not to be fucked around with, so now, not all, and then Sunday, DeGrom goes on the mound again, five and two thirds, 12 strikeouts, and the Mets absolutely rock. Spencer Strider, Edwin Diaz came in for the save, struck out the side. I'm just gonna say it: the Mets are the Mets are legit. The Mets are legit, and I'm not even like I'm. I even tweeted it. I literally said it must be a fun time to be in Queens right now because if you're a Met fan, whew, you're 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 experiencing something special. You are experiencing something very special. I know we say that about the Yankees. All, we said that about the Yankees all the time this year, but if you really think about it, the Mets, this could be their year. And we know the postseason history for the Dodgers. The Dodgers, I mean, if it was a COVID year, they won the World Series. But despite that COVID year, what have they done in the playoffs? They haven't really done much. So if the Mets can pull it off, it'll be a great win for New York. It'll be it'll be a great win for Mets fans. They haven't been to a World Series they haven't had. They haven't been to a World Series since 2015, and I, I think that the Mets are legit. You do not want to face Degrom and Scherzer in a in a best of seven series in a four man rotation. It's not. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like an actual nightmare. And also, uh, I want to touch up. The Padres ended up getting Juan Soto, and the. Padres, I don't think have lost. No, the Padres ever like have won like one game, and they haven't scored a run in like twenty something innings. So, <laughs> so, so this could be the collapse. But looking at the standings right now, going into today, which is Tuesday, uh, Yankees are ten and a half up on the Blue Jays. The wild card looks like Toronto, Tampa Bay, Seattle. But if the Orioles can get a win today, and the Mariners lose to the Yankees today. The Orioles will take over that third wildcard spot, which is wild because everybody counted them out. Everyone counted them out. It's going to be fun to see uh, the division leaders in the National League, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Cardinals. Wildcard teams consist of Braves, Phillies, Padres. The Mets have a now seven-game lead over, over the Braves. That four, Taking four out of five against the Braves was huge. So moving on, Moving on to some hockey, the Rangers, the Rangers named Jacob Truba as their captain. And here's the thing with Jacob Truba. and I know people were not really like too happy with with this decision. People, many people thought it was going to be Chris Kreider because he's been on the he's the longest tenured Ranger and he's been there for so long. But at, when I first heard it, I was like, uh, I didn't really know what to think of it. And then I saw like the reactions of the players. Players are very happy. I remember one player said – he said something like if he were to be – named at the beginning of the year, if he were to be named captain, I'm sure that like 99% 99 of the locker room would be okay okay with it. And if they're okay with it, I'm okay with it. People are overreacting about this. That didn't go to Kreider. It's not – nothing was going to change. It's not like he's going to be like the featured guy. It's just – it's just what it is. I mean, it's just a it's a captain position. It's it, like we're bringing back ninety percent of the team. We just got an elite second line center in Vincent Trocheck. I think the Rangers will be fine. No need to worry. Truba is a tremendous player. He can he's a glue guy. He's your glue guy. So my thoughts exactly on Truba being named captain. Moving on to football, the New York Giants. There is uh, sorry we didn't go to FanFest. There are some conflicts of interest going on. But uh August 28th, Tim and I will be at the Giants jack game, really doing an episode from there. August 28th at the Snoopy Bowl. Should be a fun one. We promise. We promise this time. We promise. The Giant the Giants had a big fight in training camp, which was which was really something to see. It all started with Saquon Barkley just trucking Aaron defensive back Aaron Robinson and I, it started like a massive fight. The, the offensive line coach ended up getting involved, and I. Just, it, it's something good to see because Saquon has been struggling these past few years with the injuries and all that. So good to see the good to see Saquon fully healthy and ready to be an impact player for the Giants again. Daniel Jones, that video of him went viral at Fan Fest, but I feel like. Kenny Galladay ran a pretty poor route there. But then the next day, the offense didn't really look too good either. So I will say this about the Giants. I think the, the Giants aren't afraid to go to Tyrod Taylor. Brian Dable is not afraid to go to Tyrod Taylor. If Daniel Jones isn't performing well, they don't care. He's on the last year of his contract. No matter, They declined his options too. So they can kick him to the curb and send him in free agency. He can go somewhere else. They signed Tyrod Taylor to a two-year, eleven million dollars deal with a four and a half million dollars bonus, which is something you don't give a backup quarterback. <laughs> if anything, you are signing a quarterback to so one to two years max for about two to three million. You are giving them ten million. It, it just goes to show. I mean, it, if Daniel Jones isn't doing well, he's not going to cut it. He's just not going to cut it. Um, the defense looks really good. I heard Kayvon Thibodeau looks phenomenal. drew like a lot of holding penalties which is good and the run offense looks really good evan neal is just he's just a dog i mean i said earlier when we were talking about the combine and i saw that he weighed in like 330 pounds and had a six pack i was like the fact that this guy isn't projected to be the number one pick is ridiculous the fact that he even fell to seven is ridiculous i think we got one of the best football players in the draft like the giants finally drafted well i'm excited for the giants I know I was excited about the Giants last year, but I just want football to come back. I, I just want football to come back, man. That's it. The Jets. The Jets had a huge blow at training camp. They lose Makai Becton, who is, who is one of their best offensive linemen. He's probably out for the year. I don't really know what that means for the Jets. I mean, if Tim, were here. He'd probably go into in-depth detail about how will this affect Zach Wilson and how many times he gets sacked and – how many times we defend them like I do with Daniel Jones, but the jets, man, I mean, that's a huge blow for them. I mean, there's no really, uh, there's no question about it. the giants do open up on Thursday against the new England Patriots. And the jets have let me see the jets are playing on Friday against the Eagles. So, should be a good one. Football's back. I'm just happy. The Hall of Fame game happened too. Nothing really happened there, but football's back. I'm um, fantasy starting up soon. We got we got a whole lot of shit going on and I cannot wait. Oh be sure. So I'll make this announcement. So right now we were once a week. So come football season and baseball postseason and all that. We are going to be twice a week now so Tuesday you are going to it probably start on the Thursday so Thursday you get a preview of the Thursday night game the full slate of Sunday games and the and the Monday night game Tuesday you get a recap of the Thursday game the whole Sunday slate and the Monday night game so and pull us along with that we got Baseball postseason coming up. College football. So before you know it, co- NHL is going to be starting up. Before you know it, college basketball is going to be coming back in November. I can't wait. I know Tim can't wait. I know Terrence can't wait. Even Mave can't wait. So it should be fun. Also, our Fantasy League, the New York Sports Exchange Fantasy League, the draft lottery, did start, was announced. And I'll read off the order right now. So it's going to go. Tim has the 10th. Pope has the ninth, Matt Mugno with the eighth, I get the seventh, Terrence gets the sixth, Jake Zaretsky with five, Oaks with four, The Fan, Brian Bazzura with three, Jack O'Toole with two, and Wally Klein with one. Pretty quick episode. I mean, <laughs> I'm the one here, and I talk pretty fast. It's, it's hard when you got to bounce off of, off of everybody else, but uh, I'll do my what I saw. Uh, what did I see? That is, uh, that is, a, oh, the captain. Oh, I didn't see the, uh, I, I didn't see that, epi- I was afraid to see the episode. So it's not a what I saw, it's a what I didn't see. I was just afraid because they were showed the 2004 collapse, and I don't think my, my, I don't think I could have taken it. It was, no, <laughs> I, I don't think I could have taken it. Yeah, that, that's basically what it is i mean it's, it's a quick episode sorry <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> we're gonna end it off with fun fact of the day um i don't even know what that means Ooh, when did the drinking age become 21. so the national minimum drinking age act of 1984 was passed on july 17 1984 by congress It punished every state that allowed people below 21 years to purchase and publicly possess alcoholic beverages by reducing its annual federal highway apportionment by 10%. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Short episode. Sorry guys, but what are you going to do? Be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Be sure to rate us five stars only, and we will see you next Tuesday. Peace out guys.